Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called The Greatest Gift You Can Give Someone is a Disagreement. (laughs) That's right, a disagreement. Oh boy, this one's going to be fun. I'm so glad you joined me, so here we go, guys. I'm not sure why the word disagreement keeps getting me all tongue-tied, even just... It's hilarious. I don't know what this is. It's for some reason today, guys, I'm getting tongue-tied right and left, so I should slow down, relax a little. It's got to be the combination of all the sugar at the holidays and just, I don't know, my kids home for the holidays. Oh boy. Well, anyway, bear with me today. There might be a few um, heatherisms working their way in, but uh, the topic I think is going to be fun. I really want to get into this because... I think a lot of people think disagreements and conflict are the problem of the world. And I just think so differently about this topic. I actually think that it's such a gift when you can come up upon somebody who just has an opposing point of view and you come into conflict over it and a little bit of disagreement. Because what it does is it holds a mirror of opportunity up for you. And I'm kind of into it. (laughs) I like it because, well, life would be boring, let's face it, if we all shared the same opinion. What are we going to just sit around and commiserate? (laughs) No, it's good because when there's debate anyway, it makes you grow. I love when there's somebody that just enters my world who, in a positive way, not in a demeaning or, you know, rude way, calls my beliefs into question a little bit because there's nothing that solidifies it more to me than having to defend it. And if I can't, then it's time to grow. (laughs) So it's really valuable. But even more so, I think that the law of attraction comes in for me around this because it makes me think, well, how did I bring this person into my world? You know what? I'm attracting this. So am I somebody who's up in arms about the way I feel about things? Am I somebody who's you know, so stubborn when I'm facing somebody else who's so stubborn, I must be. So it really does show you a little bit of yourself. And the more frustrated you get when you come up against this person, the more it should make you really reflect and just think on that a little bit. This is one woman, and I've never done this before. This is a one and only. Like, I don't think I've, other than this one time, ever unfriended somebody on a social media platform. But, um, It was that every post they did was very, I don't know if it was politically charged, but their stance on things was evident with every single thing that they said and couldn't have been further of like a polarity from mine. Like, you know, she was North, I was South. No matter what it was, it was every time I was like, oh, I couldn't feel more differently than this person. And... You would think, you know, especially going along with today's topic, that then I should have embraced this. Uh, At the time, I don't think I was quite as, like, mindset developed, so I don't think I even thought of it that way. But um, it was triggering for me. And usually the more triggering something is for you, again, pay attention. Pay attention to that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was really triggering. And even our parenting style was so different. I feel like on season one, I might have brought this person up because... It still sits with me because I'm usually somebody who gets along with absolutely everybody. I can always find that common denominator to get along and have a conversation with somebody. You know, no matter how different we are, usually there's something you can find that you can connect with somebody about. So, yeah, this person has stayed with me. Like, this was years ago now. 
But I still remember when our kids were tiny. I mean, yeah, we're talking, I mean, not a decade, but getting close to it ago. I remember on a, like a soccer field or something watching from a distance as her son started shoving my son like aggressively like it was like a couple times fine but then like he was trying to just do his own thing and walk off and this kid would not let it go and I was like oh you know from the sidelines I wanted to intervene I was we were across the field from where this was all taking place but I remember talking to her about um, you know kind of what was going down because I wanted her eyes on it too because you know, one person trying to figure out how do you intervene as a parent? Like, how much do you just let them figure out their own stuff and grow? All of it, you know? Is it, but it would have been nice to have another set of eyes on the situation, also sort of figuring out what the heck do we do here? Um, especially where her son was kind of the instigator, not kind of, he was the instigator in this situation. Couldn't get her to look up from whatever she was like knitting or I don't know what she was doing. She was doing something on her lap, but refused to look up. And I called her attention to it and said, no, you should look and see because whatever her response was, wasn't, it didn't feel like the appropriate response to me. And she still refused. Uh, it was really odd <laughs> to me, but that's because you all know my personality. I'm like a, you know, I'm, let's face this. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Like find a solution that works for everybody. Let's whatever it is, like come together here. But I really felt almost like on an island of my own, but it did bring me to the point of like, now here I am, like I said, years and years later, and still, I still remember this in my mind. And I'm still growing from it. Because I realize now, it wasn't so much about what was going on over there as much as like feeling this lack of ability to connect with somebody. Um, and feeling like if your eyes could witness what my eyes are seeing, I know we could come to the same place of understanding. But your um, what's the word, like, <laughs> not inability, clearly, but um, her unwillingness to want to even participate in that with me really bothered me. But again, that's a disagreement. She thinks, I don't need to engage in this with you. I don't need to, I want my, like, her whole stance was, I want their kids and I want them to figure it out on their own. I don't want to even look at it so that I'm tempted to participate in helping out or getting involved. Like she just really wanted to remove herself from the equation and that was her parenting style. And of course it rubbed me the wrong way because at the time I was quite the, what do they call that? Helicopter mom, I guess. I was of that mentality with my first son, you know, tiny and like, you know, appeared to be getting bullied. So I was like, you know, that whole mama bear in me was like, ah, gotta do something about this. But um, <laughs> so we couldn't have been on two further ends of the spectrum. Although, you know, I still know her to be a loving mom and caring. And um, yeah, so it was like, it was just one of those things. And it still sits with me that it was a tough one. So there will be times where what I'm saying today might just feel like that doesn't apply to this. I know that you're going to feel that way. But I, even I, at this point, even having carried that with me for so long, I still know there's value in these words today for every situation. You know, because even in that situation, there was so much she was showing me. And actually more so because of just how triggering it was, um, there was more for me to learn from that situation. And oh, this is the hardest part of all. I hate even having to tell you guys this, but if you don't learn your life lessons, universe will keep showing you the same problem 
over and over and over. This is a real thing. If you want to be like, if the, for those of you sitting underneath the pile and going, why does it just keep stacking up on top of me? Like go pick on someone else. It's going to keep happening to you until you can learn and grow from it. And I have found this time and time again, and only recently have I really started to do growth at the level of not continuing to get my same problems back. Like finally, I must be growing and evolving to a point where universe God is finally showing me something different because it's recognizing that I have moved on from this. I have healed it. I have, you know, I've grown. I am no longer this person who gets all hot headed and fired up when, you know, somebody just does something that feels like it's been done to me that hurt me or whatever. I, I don't just lash out anymore. And I didn't realize I was somebody who even did that until I stopped the behavior and I stopped getting shown moments that would make me want to, you know, <laughs> act out. It was just, you know, as of recent, a few friends just advising me, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know everything. There could be so much more to this. Sit, hear their side of it, you know, say very little, listen more than you speak. You know, that advice is solid. And in doing it, Several times recently, I've avoided one, this huge blowout that didn't, you know, wouldn't have served anybody. But also I was able to see that I wasn't right just because I thought I had all the information. I didn't, even if I did have all the information, it still didn't make me right. <laughs> you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and humanly and calm down a little bit. That's a, like a big life lesson in and of itself, I think. Just to try to be empathetic in those situations and try to imagine somebody just coming at you feeling like they know, <laughs> they know everything. That's a terrible energy. And so what are you going to get back? I mean, you're going to get back angry and just, I don't know, it's never good. <laughs> I mean, thinking back to all the times that's ever happened to me, I mean, I'm, I'm never met with a, oh my gosh, you're right, I was so wrong, I'm so sorry. You're not going to get that. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what the point is of getting all fired up and saying your point of view and getting your side of it out there. It really does not lend to, you know, you feeling good at the end of the day. So, yeah, I've learned that lesson. And because of it, I'm finally done being faced with the same problem over and over again. Why does this keep coming to me? Well, I was not growing, but I... I am happy to say that chapter's behind me. And actually, I wish, you know what chapter I wish I could put behind me? Sorry, my headset has got me all a little twisted here. Um, is my, with my children, boy, they still have a way um, of getting like they're under my skin. It's, I swear, a child's job to know what buttons to push. That's so funny, actually. I just found a quote my oldest son from when he was little had said about, like my husband had questioned him about something and he actually, those were his words. Like, I, isn't it my job <laughs> like to test? I think I, or my husband or I, one of us had made the comment about like, ooh, you're testing my patience or whatever it was. And they were like, isn't that my job? <laughs> so funny. Anyway, a little side note. But yeah, um, my kids know what to do to get me fired up. And I don't know what lesson I need to uh, walk away from to be able to get out of that cycle. I think maybe just puberty needs to end and then <laughs> maybe then I can get back to a good relationship with them. My mom always used to tell me that she, well, she cursed me with daughters because she said she wanted me to have the, 
you know, go through what she went through when I was young because I apparently put her through it more than my brother did. But um, yeah, ended up with two boys. <laughs> but I can tell you, there's no shortage of button pushing. <laughs> so she still got her way, I guess. I still am having that parental, you know, coming up against some strong little personalities that are just trying to find their own way. And it's hard as a mom to like want to give them that so that they can, um, you know, find their own way in the world and yet still <laughs> parent in a way that, well, makes sure that you're not raising little brats. I'll put it that way. I'm trying to filter my mouth. <laughs> Nobody wants to be raising problematic adults. Um, so yeah, I'm really trying to still do the right thing by them, keep my cool and calm, laugh when they just do the ridiculous instead of making it a big thing. Um, I'm actually reading a really good book right now. Um, it's sitting on my lap. The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And um, I've read, not The Secret, but The Greatest Secret is what this one is. And I will say she definitely gives her nod within this book to sort of what had happened and how she came to um, this information. Sorry, my phone is like blowing up. Um, <laughs> it's, I always call it like this, it's like the mom brigade. I don't know what's going on, but they'll get into this like texting chain about what we're gonna do with our kids on, you know, their vacation week or whatever. It just doesn't stop. <laughs> so it's actually silence. It's like vibrating stuff on my, um, on my fireplace, but anyway. So she properly gave nods, I'll just leave it at that, um, within the book to all of the people because this idea was not hers. Um, it was, it's the story of how she came to this information that really sort of changed her life around and bringing it to light for the rest of us. Um, and it's beautiful. Anyway, it is a concept that will have you so sort of tangled up in what you've always known and um, it's like trying to look at us as wearing like souls wearing a skin suit so to speak right the idea that we are not our minds our hearts our thoughts that all those things can come and go but that it's the awareness within us that's what it's all about that's the big secret is that where your awareness goes it's sort of who we are and that we're all sort of part of this one consciousness and that even you like some of the references are about like cells within a body. If you think about all the cells inside of the human body and how they work together um, for this greater human being, right? So they like when one is working better, of course it helps the collective, but um, it like it's almost as though the cells, us as humans, think that we are these individual little beings and forget that we are all part of this bigger purpose and when you start to look at life that way and through this awareness it takes you out of your thoughts and perseverating on this negative stuff and thinking overthinking and guess what that's doing if any of you have sort of paid attention to my podcast so far you know that what our thoughts are become things you know we can create in that way or what you're watering grows and so if your thoughts are constantly on the worries of the day and all these things you're just bringing more of that so it's taking yourself um, into an observation role is almost the best way i can think of to put words to it is like 
I'm an observer of what it is that I'm aware of with around me. And every time I bring myself back to that, it takes me out of my head, gets me out of that perseveration on thought and worry and negative stuff that was manifesting into real things in my life. Um, and so th- this is such a little s- sidetrack here from today's topic, but it, it kind of ties in because who uh, conflict <laughs> and all of this stuff often is coming from like the overthinkers. I mean, a lot of us overthink and poke and push and, you know, and we're triggering the people because we have these thoughts swirling around and then we, we just put words to them. Like we don't always, you know, think necessarily before we speak, but like it's all that time spent overthinking that leads to so much of the conflict. Um, and so if more people could find themselves in this sort of state, you can create almost anything you want when you think of it that way, because what makes us think there's limitations? Our thoughts, our thoughts are what put the cap on it of what we can and can't do, you know, and then the self doubt and all that stuff, it's all coming from the mind. And now that I'm doing, I know a lot of you have been following me, know that I'm doing this hypnotherapy work. Um, I understand even more. There's this one point exercise that we'll have some of our clients do where you're literally taking your mind and dropping it down in to your core. Like in this is where you should have it, not up in your head. Stop thinking and just bring it to the subconscious, out of the conscious mind into the subconscious is what that really creates. And that's what I'm talking about here. You know, that's the important thing is to stop overly logically trying to just riddle this stuff out. There's no answers in your mind, your subconscious mind. Now that's a different story. That's a program that's running. That's, I feel like that is the message that was sort of put in us at birth (laughs) or has developed from our birth and has like all of these life experiences has layered in there, but it's taking in so much more than our conscious mind can grasp onto. Um, You know, there could be a conversation in the corner of the room and your subconscious is aware of it. So it's learning from it. So it's so much smarter than our logical brain. But we always want to go back to our logical brain and trying to reason things out. And um, that's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) But the conflict will point that out to you. Coming up against someone else and having these, um, you know, these relationship issues with people. And I don't mean like love relationships as much as just like, you know, your connection with others. Um, It'll keep pointing things out to you like that. And so the easiest way to even step out of conflict, but um, would be to stay within the awareness place within you. (laughs) But also then when we're really faced with something that you just can't walk away from, it's a conflict that you couldn't avoid. It just came to head to a head. (laughs) Um, Then just look at it with some gratitude. Look at it as an opportunity to grow. Look at it as an opportunity to see your own reflection in the mirror and whatever it is that you are, you're attracting. So if you're being real pig-headed and you're wondering why this person standing in front of you is just digging their heels in, look at what you can control. Look at yourself and why you attracted this person to you. Release the heels from the mud. <laughs> and then you're going to find that it works out. It usually like resolves itself as soon as you figure out what it is that they're showing you that you're reflecting back and fix your part in it. 
can't fix them. <laughs> Get that right out of your head, but you can change your role in it. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. For any of you who've been following me and are aware of my $33 a month client-only Facebook group to help grieving soulmates, uh, I just want to bring to your attention that up and coming, I'm going to be doing some hypnotherapy things, and I will be probably closing that door for a little while. So just to let you know, it's still open for now, um, going into the new year and maybe a little bit into January, but then going forward, it might be a closed door. So make sure if you wanted to hop in there that you do that now. Uh, it's a wonderful group. You have access to my entire library of past lives and posts to help you through all areas of your grieving. Uh, I'd love to have you in there. And so don't miss that opportunity. I'll drop the link in today's podcast description. All right, back to the show, guys. One thing I've learned with people that I consistently feel there's conflict with, I don't have many people like that. I really don't like conflict. <laughs> I'm starting to realize I don't, I don't know if I avoid it or I don't know. I try not to bring it on. <laughs> I'm sure there's so many listeners that are like, oh my gosh, I could talk on this topic with you forever and you and I would go head to head. I probably say a lot of triggering things because I speak my mind. I'm very much unfiltered. <laughs> so Anyway, um, but well, where did I go? <laughs> Sometimes I get so off topic. Um, so back to what I was saying, sorry. Um, for those people that I just continuously keep coming up against though, there are a few that like, you know, like I was using this example before, it was always the same thing, always this woman that just rubbed me the wrong way. My best advice is to really try to find that commonality because I think that's where I struggled the most because I couldn't find anything where we could just sort of mesh. Like I thought, okay, as a mom, like we can, we're both moms. We both love our kids. And then I would try to find some common denominator in our parenting or in, you know, the way that we loved our kids or what we did for them at the holiday. Everything was different. We were so opposite. Um, and I remember thinking, well, you know, I think she loved, she had a love for animals and I would try to find connection there. And then we would be debating on another point that we couldn't seem to agree on. And then, oh my goodness, how many different topics did her and I go round and round with where like, I just, cause I was just really trying to find the thing. There had to be a thing, right? Everybody's got the thing. Like, why can't we just find something that we, we could safely then discuss without having to have conflict is what I was hoping. Like, but um, yeah, in the end, I did end up blocking her and um, and I never unblocked it. I think it was peace of mind for me to not have to like, you know, I mean, I say all the time, protect your energy. So if you are in a good vibration and, and high vibration and, and you have somebody who always brings you down and you've tried to see and learn and grow through it and you just can't find it. Those are the few times I think, yeah, maybe walking away. I'm sure there's people out there who maybe just want to be devil's advocate, want to have, um, you know, that's a personality trait. And um, and so it is hard in those cases because even when you guys probably would agree on something, they'll never admit it. <laughs> they might want to just kind of hold that card close to the chest and not let you know they actually agree and they would probably still debate with you. Um, that's tough. So I will say like, yeah, protecting your energy has to come first, but keep trying to give yourself the opportunity to grow from it. Because I do think that even if 
like let's say you block this person and you feel like okay I protected my energy from them because I hear this a lot from people like you know oh I'm, I'm cutting them out of my life <laughs> that I'm done with them they're not good for my energy or whatever I don't have the time for that the problem is the universe does what the universe does and I believe you will be shown another person very similar to that last person that you just thought you got out of your life and they're gonna show you the same things you know it's like Okay, you can try to walk away, but this is something you just have to learn. You have to figure it out. Why? What life lesson is there for me to grow through with this? Ask, pray on it, whatever you need to do. But if you just keep trying to turn away and pivot every time, because I hear that all the time, well, it's time to pivot. It's time to pivot. Um, Or there's a next. A lot of people, okay, next. (laughs) But if you keep doing that, you're just gonna be spinning in circles because <laughs> you still haven't learned, you know? I mean, why on earth would God, universe, keep showing you something? Unless there was something to be gained through it. So really think on that. Like when something bothers you or it's the same, like let's say there's, this is another example, instead of one person that triggers everything, it could be that you have a great relationship with a person, but every time this one topic comes up, it's something that you clash on and you can never come to terms with. And I have that with like close family members. There's just certain things we almost can't talk about because every time it comes up, it becomes an argument. So why? What is that? You know, I mean, dig deeper on those things. Don't just brush them under the rug because then you're not growing and learning and you're also not having good relationships. You're having things you have to dodge and not talk about. Um, I don't know. To me, if you can't talk about everything with somebody, then what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I feel people need to just reveal more of themselves, be a little more honest and um, take it or leave it. Like that's being your authentic self, you know, not having to skirt around, not discuss certain topics. It's just not me. I don't roll that way, (laughs) whatever. You just need to be more um, willing to put it out there and face whatever criticisms you face. Because if you feel strongly enough about a, a thing, you shouldn't have a problem defending it. You know, you don't you have to change your ways for people. And you certainly don't have to hide an aspect of yourself. I don't know who that's benefiting or why that would be a thought in your mind. But putting it out there is important. And then not skirting around with people who you tend to always get into it every time X topic comes up. Figure that out. Like, what is it about that topic? Or what is it about why that pattern keeps repeating itself that every time around that topic, there has to be some kind of heated discussion? You know, there's there's more to it. So stop burying it and allow the universe to show it to you so that you can work it out. Oh, it feels so much better. Have you guys ever had that where you actually just work through something like that? And you're like, whoa. Finally, like I feel like we finally got on the other side of this boulder, <laughs> you know, it makes relationships so much better. And I don't mean relationships again, loving, whatever, whenever I say relationship that everybody has relationships, you know what I mean? It's funny how people talk about I'm in a relationship. Yeah, we all are. I'm in a relationship with my mailman, my, um, you know, the postman, the, uh, my kids, my parents, my brother, my neighbor that those are all relationships you know it doesn't mean that you are you know in a commitment with somebody or whatever I don't know why that relationship got connected to that but relationships are just you know your interactions with people and they're all um you know painted in these colors based on 
of these experiences. And every time we have a new interaction, we create this new sort of part to that relationship. And it does make us sometimes a little skittish around the things that maybe didn't go as smoothly as other topics. And so then we just learn to dodge them. And I don't know who benefits there, but um, when I look back, the best relationships I have with people are the ones where we've been able to find our way through. Like we've had some conflicts, disagreements, or just things that we just didn't see eye to eye on. And we found our way to the other side quickly. And, and those are the best relationships because it's like we didn't just skirt around once we realized we didn't see eye to eye. We, you know, heard the other person's point of view and we grew a little from it. We learned, you know, why one person might feel differently than us. And, you know, we just sort of sl- went through the mud instead of just, you know, going around the puddle. <laughs> It's a great analogy. It really is. It's kind of what it is. Like, it really is not as fun of an experience. You got to trudge through some garbage and you might wreck your shoes. But, you know, skirting around is just, there's going to be another puddle, right? Like when you take the other route, doesn't mean it's not going to be filled with more puddles. It'll probably have even more because you dodged the one big one over there. But now you just ended up in this whole muddy road, you know? And I think every time we skirt like that, you heard now, like, it's like you keep going down this little windy path and you get into a narrower and narrower trail as you're trying to dodge these big things. If you had just faced the first one head on, there probably wasn't any, it was like paved road on the other side, right? But instead of just getting through that, we decided to go around and try the easier route, which never is. It's the longer route and it is covered with more garbage. Oh, man, yeah, it's true. I think that um, the people who tend not to share a lot of themselves in relationships um, are often people who, when they've tried to show a lot of themselves, they got dragged through the mud, right? So they tried to reveal or expose a part of themselves and people either laughed at them for it or didn't, you know, didn't face them with open arms or like a a listening ear to hear their point of view and just, you know, it ended up making them feel badly somehow for revealing and showing so much. And then unfortunately, what happens from there is they change how much they're willing to expose of themselves and they keep more of it covered up. And that's a protective mode. Um, It's kind of like people who are avoidant, um, But anyway, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But it really is a protection mechanism. But it's so much harder to make connections and have relationships with people who are closed off that way because you're always wondering if there's more to them that they're not exposing. If they're, you know, it seems like they're like shrouded in this mysterious, like, who are you, you know? And if you're constantly having to work and dig and try to figure out piecemeal together, like who is this person? It, it's actually more likely that you could end up stepping on their toes, right? Because you are you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know how they feel about things. They're not all that forthcoming. And so you're having to guess at a lot and make assumptions. And we all know what happens with assumptions, right? Assumptions are not a good place to be. But when people aren't willing to reveal it, you sort of are left with having to make some assumptions um, or just sit with a big question mark and not really know, 
you know, what you're getting or what they're thinking of what you're saying, you know? What if you, you could be saying something so triggering to them, but if they're not willing to sort of let you know their stance on it, you might continually trigger them because you keep talking about something that really is like offensive to them, but you don't even know it. You know, they haven't even shown their cards to say, you know what, I just, I don't agree on that. Or like, I can't, I can't hear that. Like, I, I want to know. I want to know even when I've really hurt somebody or if I've like, you know, whatever it is, I want to know. To me, that's the only way to get better and grow is if you really, really know what things, you know, poke <laughs> and are triggering to somebody. So I'm all for it. Call me out on my stuff, guys. Feel free to comment on this podcast anytime you want. If I say offensive or triggering things, how else am I going to know or grow from it? Um, you know, I don't think that we all see eye to eye. And when I say something that you might, I mean, it should be a conversation, right? A podcast isn't, well, I mean, it kind of is a one-way conversation and that's not the way it should be. I want to know how people think about what I'm saying. And if it doesn't resonate with you or if something just is super triggering or I wish you wouldn't say that, say it to me. I mean, and plus that's how conversations are supposed to go, right? I say something, you might be like, what? That is not the way I see it. And then give me your point of view. Then I can come back and say, oh, I never saw it like that. What about this? And that's called a conversation. It doesn't mean that we are no longer friends. It doesn't mean that, you know, that now I'm going to block you on social media. (laughs) Any of that childish stuff. It just means that this is a point of disagreement and then we can both learn something from it and walk away with something, a different point of view and grow from it. Um, recently within my friend group, uh, there was a little tiff happening, I think, between a couple moms. It was, um, it was where we had one friend who, did, I'm trying to keep it real vague because I do have listeners that might, um, that might know this situation. So I'm kind of just like <laughs> keep it a little more vague than I otherwise would to, to not sort of, um, get involved in something that doesn't involve me. But, um, one parent was upset with something the other one did and they kind of went back and forth, but not in a real constructive way. It was kind of like, oh, well, well, you know, if that's how you feel, then guess you should have been more involved or like, you know, kind of that type of attitude. And then the other one just blocked the other one on social media without telling her, but their kids are like best friends. I mean, you can't just, this is the thing, guys, we're not all going to agree, but you can't walk around just blocking people. Like this is the thing with social media and everything just so different these days. You cannot just block people out of your world. It is vital to just the well-being of relationships to discuss things, work it out. And then, I mean, in let's put it this way, before the days of social media, what would you have done? I mean, sure, you could have I mean, even if they called, it's not like you could have not accepted their call. You didn't know who was calling. The phone rang, you picked it up, and by then, now you've got someone on the other end of the line, and you've got to work through your stuff. And now it's kind of like, oh, the call's coming in from so-and-so. I'm just going to not answer it. Oh, I don't want to see their posts on social? Block. You know, oh, I'll just unfollow. And it's so ridiculous because in the end, it just means now we have more and more ways to cut ourselves off. And to stay in our own bubble of like-minded people. And 
I mean, how obnoxious is that? <laughs> it's just like Stepford Mom's vibes or something. Like, it's just ick. Like, well, I don't know why that comes to mind, but like, it just seems like, sure, you could live a pleasant little life in a little community of like-minded souls and everybody gets along and agrees with everything you say because you're wonderful and they can boost you up and make you feel so good. What the heck kind of life is that anyway? But I mean, you don't change and grow. You're always the same person. And it's boring for one, <laughs> but I just like, can you imagine like, so you're just going to block everybody else out that you don't like what they have to say or you have disagreement or whatever so that you can stay infused with all these people that are just going to boost your ego up. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I'm not saying like dump yourself in the middle of a pool of people, you know, who are going to have you in constant conflict. That's not it either. I mean, I don't expect you to walk around, you know, having to defend your points all the time. But allow for these little differences. Like in this situation I told you about earlier in the show with this one woman, I never could find it. And I tried and I tried and I tried. But then if it was bringing my vibration down and I had given it so many efforts and I tried to self-reflect and tried to engage in her and it just never got anywhere. That might be one thing. Um, and even then, I still think I could probably grow and learn from that. But but anyway, um, most situations are pleasant to begin with. You're, they're your friends. They're your community. They're people that you're around and um, have conversations with regularly. And so there might be a topic or two that are like, you know, triggering. But that doesn't mean that the whole relationship should be shut off or cut off or that topic never discussed. I think that that's where we're going wrong is that we are not continuing to challenge ourselves you know I will sometimes especially with close family and stuff bring up the topics that I know have been tough in the past because I still think we have to talk about this it's like it's been avoided for a while but it still feel you can feel that right you feel the pressure of the thing you're avoiding more so when you've tried to bury it it's just like swallowing down emotions. And I tell my grief community this all the time. Swallow as hard as you want. Force it down. Guess what happens? It's going to grow. It's going to come up at any time it wants, mostly inconvenient times, and much stronger, harder, louder because you've shoved it down. We need to process our stuff. We need to work through it and acknowledge it. And that's the only way to grow, right? You cannot just turn your back on it. You have to face it head on the ugly shadows and demons and things, you got to face them. And then when you're facing them and they're ugly and they're scary, you cannot turn and run. <laughs> you just can't. The avoidant thing doesn't work. The only way to grow through it is to face it, is to, you know, whatever the thing is. I mean, okay, let's talk about, because I just saw a Facebook reel or Instagram or I don't know. Um, this guy talking about just this actually about um, relationship stuff like this one was actual like um, love relationship um, but saying like there's the avoidant personality types and how do they ever come to terms with a relationship that is good for them because a lot of the avoidant types um, as soon as somebody faces towards them and wants to love them it makes them turn and run um, or they question it or, you know, because something about it must be wrong. So therefore they like start looking for, oh, there must be somebody better than, 
You know, like they, the, the sound of commitment makes them suddenly search for things that are wrong in this relationship. And maybe there's something better. Grass is greener on the other side. You know, that kind of thing. And he was saying that the only way to really get to the point where you're healed from this avoidant personality type, which has come from childhood. And of course, us parents are always messing up our kids. <laughs> but No, but it's true. It comes from some stuff from your childhood that you need to work through. And he was saying you just need to face it. Like you need to allow that relationship in instead of bolting. And then through that, you can start to grow and change likely at the subconscious level. He wasn't talking about subconscious, but knowing what I do about the subconscious mind, it's likely that's where all those childhood things sit that you can reprogram, you know? And so by facing it, you will be sending a new message in there. So I get where he's going with it and I like what he's saying. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Uh, but anyway, it is vital that we don't turn and run when conflict arises. Look for opportunities to grow. Look for the reflection of yourself within the person that is bringing conflict to you. And just don't bury this stuff, guys. It's still in there. It just gets bigger and stronger and it's the lump in your back of your throat that you keep swallowing back, but never goes away. So <laughs> that's my advice today on conflict. It's a good thing, you know, conflicts and um, arguments and disagreements and all this stuff. Um, it is important for us and it's even more valuable than you can imagine sometimes, especially even more valuable than relationships where everything's easy peasy all the time and everybody gets along. Um, so look for opportunities like that to continue to grow yourself. So I'm so happy to have you guys with me. This is my last episode in 2023. I will be back in 2024 with so many more amazing episodes to come. So guys, thank you for giving me another great year and coming along with me on this road and listening to my ramblings. I appreciate you so much. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all the great things. Tell your friends and so that this podcast can continue in 2024. All right, guys. Happy New Year.